Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art, and we are getting ever so closer to Christmas. Today we had just a little bit of snow, which was really wonderful to see. It was mostly just flurries, but always appreciated at Christmas time. Unfortunately, it's kind of turned into rain, and it's a cold, cloudy, drizzly day. And you know what? It's a perfect day to sit inside and watch some Christmas movies. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. My guest today is Katie Wilbert. She's written her first movie, and in fact, it it is a Christmas movie. It's called A Vineyard Christmas. And it's available to watch on all the streaming platforms, including Amazon. Here's what it's about. It says, Heather, host of Read Between the Vines, is determined to create the perfect Christmas episode by featuring a unique winery from her hometown. The only thing standing in her way? Rudy, the attractive, stubborn owner of the winery. It stars Nikki McKenzie and Victor Zink Jr. Was directed by Anna Valine. Hopefully I got your name right. And written, again, by my guest today, Katie Wilbert. Now, in the interview, I mentioned I haven't seen it yet, but I have since then seen it, and it is just as wonderful as she made it sound. It was a really fun, cozy, romantic kind of Christmas film that will definitely get you in the Christmas spirit. Stay tuned for the interview because we do talk about some foods and recipes and things, and Katie did share the recipes with me. I'll try to remember to post them on my social media account. So following me, whether on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you can find out more about those goodies. Welcome back to A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My guest today is Katie Wilbert. She's a writer and comedian based in the Los Angeles area. She's just written a Christmas rom-com movie called A Vineyard Christmas. It's uh, currently available to uh, watch, and it looks like a real fun Christmassy movie, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And looking forward to talking with you today, Katie. So uh, welcome to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've listened to it, and it is so cozy. All right. Well, appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) You bet. Well, I'm excited to have you on today. We're going to talk about uh, romantic comedy Christmas movies, which I think are some of the best Christmas movies. I, I, I enjoy those the most. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you um, would recommend. Uh, you haven't told me any of them beforehand, so I'll sure. be responding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be responding uh, in, in uh, uh, what do you call those, a uh, reaction video kind of style. So. <laughs> Perfect. You're right. Yeah. Which really works good for an audio podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say how he's reacting. His eyebrows right. have li- lifted in surprise. <laughs> uh, well, to get started, uh, tell us a little bit about um, what what you do and, and how did you come to write this Christmas movie? I'm a writer, but I originally came to LA mostly for acting and um Along the way, that kind of changed more specifically to comedy. And I got into writing by taking uh, classes at various comedy theaters like the Groundlings and Second City. Um, And really, it was kind of more a means to performing live comedy and kind of learning how to write sketch comedy like what you would see on SNL Mm -hmm. Um, and wanting to film my own stuff to kind of show people like, hey, this is what I can do. Um, and then definitely along the way, I just continued to write. Um, there was never any, um, like teeth pulling involved with that. It was just like something I always did and did like constantly, um, until I think I realized like, oh, I really love this. This is kind of more what I want to do. Um, I still enjoy acting, but if, if I had to choose between two, I think at this point it would be writing. Um, and at some point along the way as well, uh, I got really into reading romance novels. Um, and 
that was especially true during 2020, you know, pandemic era. Mm. Um, and I think that was because I really <laughs> sort of needed that cozy hug of like knowing how something would end. Yeah. Um, and the surprise being more like what the journey was, but knowing that like at the end of it, there's something happy I can look forward to. Um, yeah. And I mm. think that's around the time that I was like, oh, uh, I, I've never considered about like writing rom-coms it was always like trying to write comedies or um fantasy comedies even um kind of like what we do in the shadows type stuff mm -hmm. um and that was really what kind of led me to be like oh it'd be why haven't i ever thought about doing uh, romantic comedies i grew up watching them um and even while i was like <laughs> quote unquote studying comedy like I'm in some comedy college um mm. all the boys I was like doing improv with were always like oh you haven't seen Groundhog Day or whatever like all <laughs> these you know and, and sure they're like big comedies from the you know 80s 90s but like yeah. there were a lot of them I didn't see because I grew up watching romantic comedies because um the lead was always a female and so they were like written for me to watch specifically right. um and so, but, but I thought this whole time, like, no, I need to be like watching what the boys watch and writing what the boys, you know, want to watch. And, and it was really nice to like be in my thirties and be like, no, I want to write what, I, like the kind of movies that I want to watch and the kind of movies I want to watch are rom-coms. So it was kind of a long journey to get there, but eventually I did. Um, and I got connected with Real One Entertainment who um, produced this movie and I had written, um, rom-com for them prior to this movie that hasn't been filmed yet but um mm -hmm. yeah I had basically the process for writing a vineyard Christmas was I had sent a log line which is uh, basically like a one to two sentence elevator pitch um and just kind of been like I have this vision of this girl who goes back home um she um at the time, actually, it wasn't even a wine show. It was just like she was maybe a sommelier and she was going back. Um, and it definitely evolved um, into what it is now, which is uh, Heather Marquez, who is a TV personality for this show, Read Between the Vines, returns home to her hometown of Lake Chalet in Washington, um, looking for like the, the perfect Christmas story uh, for her wine show. And she plans on interviewing this winery, um, the O'Reilly family vineyards who, uh, in this world, you know, built the town, like they're, you know, mm -hmm. almost family friends and she gets there and they've moved to Florida. Um, and in its place is this new winery, um, with this surly attractive German winemaker, um, who she decides to work with to make this episode, even though they butt heads initially. Um, and she learns all about their century old tradition of making ice wine. Um, mm. So I, yeah, I basically sent the log line for that. And then they were like, great, um, let's move forward. Can you do the scene by scene outline in a week? Cause we had this uh, big time crunch. They were pushing all their movies forward and they're like, we want to include this one. Uh, so I did. And then I wrote this, the first draft of the screenplay in three weeks, which is insanely fast. Mm. Um, and then they were filming by April of this year. And I sent that log line in October. So it was wow. really, it was a really fast process, but, um, and I think for that reason, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe it got made. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's streaming right now. Like the, it was so fast. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, I really love how it came together and the cast is amazing and I've become friends with all of them and it's just been a really, um, wonderful process. And it's so fun now to get to share this movie with everyone. That's so interesting. I don't know if I've really known a lot of the background, like from the writer side of things how a movie yeah. gets made uh so you, it's you have... interesting <laughs> yeah so when they said can you give us a like a, a scene by scene outline was that something you had ready or did you have to panic run to your computer and <laughs> it was a panic run for sure um I had because normally too at least with real one and and this process was kind of unique not every company does it this way mm. a lot of companies buy an already made script that mm. they are like okay it's done we see the vision now we'll do rewrites with you and then produce it um where real one kind of does like from conception to production um but 
Yeah, I had, I mean, just sending them the log line, it was like, this is just an idea that just popped in my head, but I, I like this concept and her, this job. And, you know, um, I had been uh, inspired by my friend, Claire Copey, who actually basically does what Heather does in the movie, which is she is um, someone who studied uh, as a sommelier, but is also an actor. And so she does these interviews for the social media company called Som TV, which are exactly what you see in the movie mm -hmm. is someone interviewing wineries and doing these pairings on TV. Um, yeah. So I, I just had the idea. So when they were like, great, like just skip, skip the kind of two page synopsis and go straight to the outline. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, sure. I can do that. Um, right. It was really, I don't know. I guess what's great about that is now I know something new about myself, which is that I can do that. And mm -hmm. um, it lends itself well, uh, if ever, and hopefully I can at some point write for TV because, you know, obviously you're writing um, in a quicker pace. Uh, and this felt like a very fast pace to be writing something. Mm. Um it was, but it, exciting. I mean, I like having a deadline. I like yeah. having someone be like, is a week good? And I'm like, <laughs> not really, but I'll do it. It's kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why, why did you uh, choose to set it at Christmas? Was, was that originally part of your idea? Yeah, it was definitely part of the idea because I really um, liked this concept of ice wine and I'd seen one, one other Christmas movie, I think literally called an ice wine Christmas. Um, and mm. I had heard about it originally, like in New Zealand at some point, but I'd never tried it. And, um, I still haven't tried it. <laughs> I, I, and I even, um, the lead actress, Nikki McKenzie, who's amazing. She and I held this little friends and family screening over the weekend. Um, and I bought a bottle of ice wine to try at the screening and be like, this is the time. Everyone's holding me accountable. I'm going to open this bottle and I'm going to try it. And um, it ended up in a fridge and I never tried it and it never came home with me. So <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm not sure if I ever will try it. I did a ton of research on the you know wine making process of ice wine and it's typical notes and what it might taste like or the mm -hmm. fruit that's infused with it. But I still have not tried it, which is mm. crazy. Um, but anyways, your your question was, how, <laughs> yeah. how did I decide to write a Christmas movie? It's because I like this idea of ice wine, which uh, really can only be made in the wintertime. In December, January, when there's a really cold freeze that comes in and they're made in very specific regions, like I think there's only one or two areas in the United States that it can be made. Um, and then like a couple places in the world where it's made. Um, so it felt special and unique. And you're always trying to find like a, I don't know, a different angle or a unique career. Maybe we haven't watched someone partake in. Um, mm -hmm. and I knew they were looking for holiday movies. So I was okay. like, oh, if I could, <laughs> if I could th throw this together, ice wine and then Christmas, I bet I can make it happen. And we did, which is crazy. Definitely gives it a different setting than what I usually see. And so that's kind of catches your attention, but yeah. you know, here, here I thought ice wine was just wine with ice cubes in it, you know? <laughs> so there's, there's a whole. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people don't know about it. And I've had a couple of people uh, in my life text me and be like, what is ice wine? Is it really good? And I'm like, um, yeah, it probably is. Go try it. <laughs> I just wrote the movie. Ed. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, which is maybe a little inauthentic, but I did my That's best. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I I like to read cozy mysteries and, yes. you know, there's there's a lot that they write that hopefully they don't have real life experience in, you know? <laughs> you know what? That is such a good point. Um, that just because someone has written a story about a murder that you're not like, <laughs> yeah, and you're especially good at murdering. You must be if you wrote this. Yeah, that's true. I need to remember that. <laughs> I'm going to tell people that moving forward. <laughs> it's so funny that they'll say, yeah, as long as nobody checks my, uh, you know, internet history, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny but I, I i caught a couple of puns in 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 the names of things that you were talking about in your movie that reminded me of that um cozy mystery kind of uh oh yeah style too they they love the puns so oh yes yeah i'm there for it <laughs> <laughs> me too me too <laughs> yeah wonderful uh 
Yeah. So um, going forward, you said you're hoping to be working, writing more on for television. Do you have any dream projects you'd like to pursue? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because I felt like this whole time I really wanted to write for TV. And then I wrote these two rom-com films and I think, um, now I'm not written for TV yet, but I do really like the process of writing films because um, the immediate gratification, uh, at least with these real one films were uh, pretty instant. <laughs> that was great. Like, oh my gosh, it's already been made. Um, and there is a bit more freedom as well because I was writing on my own and then getting producer notes. Um, mm -hmm. But I'd love to write for TV because I like doing improv comedy and sketch comedy. It's a team sport, you know? Um and I feel like movie making is, but a lot of times, like in these movies, maybe the actors wouldn't be allowed to improvise or whatever. And I was very like, play around. And Anna Valine, the director, had the same idea and would just like let them do takes, which I really appreciated. Um, and maybe some writers would hate, but I loved because I think it's like, no, bring what you have to it now. Like I gave you the bones and then you add yours to it. And by the end of it, we have this like big collective thing um mm -hmm. and tv is interesting to me in that same way because you're in a writer's room with other writers you're building stories together um so yeah i'd love to do that um my writing partner amy maestri and i um have been writing together for 10 years and she uh sh she and i wrote um a well, my brain just like turned off. Um, she and I wrote this <laughs> fantasy comedy show called Witches, which is uh, kind of what I mentioned earlier. I, it's like yeah. similar to what we do in the shadows. Um, and so doing something like that, that's our own idea um, and getting to have a room full of writers help us build something around that would be so cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I have another project that is also a fantasy comedy um, <laughs> that's... Um, <laughs> sort of like the Lord of the Rings elves, but the ones that didn't go on the adventure. Mm -hmm. And they're just like waiting around and are like, I don't know, like living their mundane lives, like doing laundry and like having roommates or whatever. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, clearly a bit of a nerd. I spend a lot of my time either reading romance or uh, fantasy novels. So um, getting to work on something like that would be really fun. Sure. I feel like my brain works in this sort of, um, fantasy sci-fi place, which is true even of romance, because it's like this heightened world that is not real, where mm -hmm. we're like, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, you can't throw a Christmas festival in seven days. You would have <laughs> need to have planned that all year right. long. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we're suspending a lot of belief in these movies and going like, no, it's like the magic of Christmas or mm -hmm. like the magic of love. Like, anything is possible. Um, so I think writing in any realm that's not just like, I don't know, your average workday comedy. Like I look, I like the little extra spark of um, fantasy or um, romance, mm -hmm. <laughs> something that you're like, I know it's not real, but I love it anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think because movies like this, like you were saying, happen at Christmas, you can, you can blame any coincidence on Christmas magic, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, especially, and this is not true of my movie. There's not actually a Santa at any point, oh, sure. but you know, a lot of Christmas movies do have like that, um, that mm -hmm. baker with a beard that's always mm -hmm. like sort of winking at camera. And so you can like put any like Mr. or Mrs. Claus in a movie and have them kind of like looking yeah. at camera or doing a wink, wink nudge. And you're like, oh, Christmas magic is upon us. Like yep. whatever yep. happens, it's we can get away with pretty much anything because the Christmas magic is here. Yeah. I, I love, I love that when it happens and, and you're like, wait, was that <laughs> me too? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cheesy, but I love it. So <laughs> I mean, I love the cheese, cheese and camp. I'm all yep. here for it, which is obviously why I, I like writing these rom-coms. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Th those uh, projects you've, you've got percolating in your brain. I think they sound uh, really interesting. So oh, thanks. Hopefully we'll see them uh, come to fruition here. I hope so. And who knows, maybe if we do, we'll have some really cool, cozy Christmas episodes in those shows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change gears a little bit and, and talk about some uh, romantic comedy Christmas movies that you'd recommend. Yeah. Just a season to, you know, snuggle down with your sweetie and, and watch something <laughs> cozy. 
Tis the season. Okay, there's a couple that are like Hallmark kind of cheesy sweet that I like. And then a couple that are more, um, I don't know, like PG-13 verging rated R. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bit. There's a movie I saw on, I think it was Hallmark, um, called Baby It's Cold Outside. And this gal, she might be like a, a travel writer, I think. And she goes to this hotel in like Iceland or something where it's one of those ice hotels. Mm. Um, and she stays there and the like owner of the hotel is like having all these struggles, stuff ke- keeps going wrong and she like steps in and helps. Um, and I really like that movie in part because of the setting. They really are like half the time in this ice hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like visually really fun to watch. Um, and their love story is really cute. And then the food they eat looks great. Um, so that's a really fun one. So yeah. cozy. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, um, if you're looking for something that's a bit more like you can't watch with your kids, a little naughtier, um, <laughs> I really enjoyed The Holiday, which is on um, uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I really liked that one a lot. Um, and also... I really like the show, um, the movie Happiest Season, and that was on Hulu a couple years ago with Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like those two on the other end of the spectrum. Um, this year, I saw another Christmas movie that was on Hulu, but it is actually one of these Hallmark-style kind of cheesy rom-coms with Ainsley Gordon, who started off doing a lot of stuff with Real One, and then mm. now she's doing Hallmark stuff, which is cool to see. But she writes and stars in a lot of her own films. And this one also had um, Denise Richards in it. And okay. it's basically like they run this radio show. Um, and Denise Richards' character is going through a separation with her husband. And so, uh, and the ratings have been really bad because she's been in this bad place. So Ainsley Gordon's character is her producer and is like I have an idea why don't we like um do sort of over the air dating we'll do some interviews with people who call in and we'll try and find you a date um and it's it's really cute there's like two different love stories that happen one with Ainsley's character and one with Denise Richards character um it's very cozy there's decorations all around amazing outfits um really cute and safe for the family. <laughs> yeah, I saw Happiest Season a couple of years ago. I really liked that. That was hilarious. It was really good, and, right? So funny. That one sister who paints. Oh, so funny. I, <laughs> I so really was surprised <laughs> by that movie. I know. She was so sweet and earnest. Um, right. And she has, yeah. now, if I remember right, she had this story for a novel that she kept talking about, but nobody would listen to her. <laughs> so sad and like you know those people or you know uh siblings like that that just feel kind of like outshined or ignored um and you feel so (laughs) bad for her um she's trying so hard and no one notices and then uh i I don't think i've seen the other ones Uh, although holiday i wanted i've been wanting to see it's good had a chance to catch it yet but yeah it's naughty but it's good um and you know, I enjoy that obviously because I come from a comedy background. So sure. um, I would say that most of what I write is usually not PG. Um, so it's fun to like jump back and forth and kind of live in this cheesy, cozy world and then hop into something that's um, the opposite mm. of that. And the holiday is definitely the opposite of that. Within the first five minutes, you're very aware of like, oh, this is not Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> this is for kids. Okay. Yeah. It. This is, oops. Oh, no, get the kids out of here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Now, I, I just recently saw um, a Hallmark movie called Haul Out the Holly with Lacey uh, Chaubert. Yeah, how was uh, that? Aren't there two? Are there two of that movie? Yeah, no? um, the sequel's coming out this year. Okay, I yeah. Think. So it it was, I mean, it was Hallmark, you know? It, yeah. <laughs> it, it it was it was okay. I, I really like Lacey Chaubert's performance. I mean, I, I'll watch nice. her in anything, but... Yeah. But yeah, she, uh, you know, it's this story. She, she goes, she, her boyfriend dumps her and she has to leave their apartment. So then she goes back home and her parents were acting kind of a little weird. And so as soon as she comes home, they say, oh, we're leaving for Christmas. You know, we're going to Florida. See you later. 
they're really super involved in the um, homeowners association. Oh, yes. So she's like, plunge, here's all the things you need to do for us while we're gone kind of thing. It was like, it's kind of a jerky move. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the uh, the homeowner association president is the, uh, you know, the hunky next door neighbor. And mm -hmm. of course, it, it's it's a little weird. Uh, like, I've never lived in a place with a homeowners association. But yeah. if, if that's true to life, it's like, well, I don't know if I could live in a neighborhood <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, I haven't either, but my parents have. And they've told me some stories where I was like, oh, that you should move. I don't know if that's worth it. Like, isn't right. the point of having a house so you have like your privacy and your space so you can like live how you want? Yeah. Um, oh, I want to watch it now because yeah, it, it was it was fun. <laughs> the the characters, you know, it's full of offbeat characters which I really enjoy. And yeah, uh, I I thought the the romance itself was pretty sweet. Um, he he's he's like this big kind of a. Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of goofy, and I kind of like oh, I like the goofy nice. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, he takes his job maybe a little too seriously at times. Yeah, but, of course. But, you know, it's it's fine. You know, I'm still trying to figure out why would her parents do this? You know, like, you know, yeah, go ahead and come home. Here's all the things you need to do. We're leaving by, you know, and so crazy. It, it's it's a little weird. There's a couple of weird things in the film that made me wonder what they were going for. But yeah, you know, overall, it was it was it was a good, good film. It yeah uh, you know it got me in the christmas spirit so that's good yeah that's some of that hallmark logic where you're like well oh, i don't know why this would ever happen or like these parents are like kind of jerks but we're yeah. just gonna go with it <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh and then they like say they're gonna be gone for christmas but then they show up on christmas day and like we missed you you know <laughs> it's like oh sure so funny. No, all the work is done yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh how wild yeah I'm, now i'm definitely gonna watch it this sounds yeah. really funny <laughs> yeah it, it was good <laughs> uh you know it's one of those films that you can put on you can laugh eat eat some popcorn it's you know it's it's great fun yeah yeah oh good well i've got I've got some of those movies I think I've got to track down and watch, see yeah, see how um, they hold up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, um, I, I like to get to know more about you and, and how you celebrate Christmas and things. Yeah. So uh, I guess to start off, are, are you pro or against eggnog? Oh, I'm pro eggnog. Um, I do really enjoy non-dairy eggnog now like i've had a really good oat milk eggnog mm -hmm. uh, i think from like trader joe's or something so i'm a big fan but i can't just like sit and have like many many glasses of it right. <laughs> i can like sit and sip one you know for a bit but i am pro eggnog what about you okay. oh yeah definitely yeah that seems to sometimes be the real controversial question here. Room divider. I, I, I know some like, oh, eggnog, it's so gross. It's thick and nasty. <laughs> like, I know it's I kind of like it. Like we're sipping a custard. Right. <laughs> Which maybe sounds gross, but I'm like into it. I don't know. This is like a melted ice cream, but good. You know, I don't yeah. know. No, that's exactly it. I mean, it pretty much is actually because ice cream is custard and it's made with mm. a little bit of egg and that's like. Oh, what eggnog yeah. is i think like i think so maybe I, I... <laughs> don't quote me on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i had i had somebody on a couple weeks ago who worked for works for a company that makes my favorite eggnog and oh we never we never cool. talked about the um the ingredients other than christmas magic so <laughs> well that is definitely a part of it <laughs> yeah i have to you know get just a small amount and then slowly savor it. If I get too much, you know, stomach, it starts hurting. Mm -hmm. and like, what did I do? Oh yeah. It's so rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, how about, uh, like, uh, Christmas traditions? Uh, what, what are some of those that you look forward to every year or do with your family? Yeah. So, uh, my family, um, on my dad's side is German. Um, and a big tradition on that side of the family is making German shortbread cookies called Spritzkebeck. Um, mm -hmm. And they're basically like a vanilla walnut kind of cookie. Um, and you um, use a meat grinder or cookie press to push them through this press and they come out in little swizzles. Um, and they're not super sweet, 
but they're perfect with coffee in the morning. Mm. Um, so one of us will make huge batches and mail to the others. Obviously my Oma used to make it, but she's not with us anymore. Um, so we carry on that tradition. Um, and I actually feature this cookie in my uh, movie, A Vineyard Christmas, because mm. uh, the movie, even though it's like about ice wine and romance, it's also a lot about different people's, you know, cultural traditions. Because I don't know, at least for me, maybe growing up with um, grandparents who are from another country, um, it felt like so much of our Christmas traditions were just like German traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of people is like, um, you know, uh, Nikki in my movie, um, when she was cash, she's Filipino. And so we, I rewrote her character to reflect that background. And then we included her own personal traditions in the movie. And so I don't know, I think it's, I feel like every time I talk to someone during Christmas, I'm learning some new, uh, thing about their heritage or culture. And so I really liked that. I wanted to put that in the movie. Um, that's me really casually, uh, just putting my movie into this conversation. <laughs> Oh, that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it is true that the, those cookies are like a huge part of my Christmas time. They sound good. Um, might have to ask you for a recipe. Yeah, I'm happy to send it. Um, I also made a little um, how to video on my Instagram because oh, okay. um, I had a lot of friends asking me, like, how do you make these? They're so good. Yeah, they're highly recommend. It, it's just time consuming to like mm. press all the cookies through the, the grinder, but um, worth it. Definitely worth it. Do you like to bake? Off and on, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to um, bake more like cookies and desserts and things. And yeah, one of the the joys of this podcast, I get to talk to people like you and and who have hey, I've got this great recipe and then nice. Oh, let me try it. You know, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, get you know get to um, try out some new things. And there was one that's been a big hit in our family. It was a couple years ago now but uh the lady had a recipe for um turtle fudge brownies with like extra caramel oh Oh, my mom makes those every year too they're so good oh yes very good very rich but so rich they're they're a big family favorite now so yeah yeah big fan of turtle fudge brownies a plus so it's it's been kind of a fun hobby my doctor is saying maybe I need to find a new hobby, but <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you live once, right? Yeah. Maybe walking. <laughs> maybe walking. <laughs> that's a good hobby. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> walking after you bake cookies. There you go. Yeah. 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 I just the other day made some uh, gingerbread cookies, but nice. I think they're more like ginger snaps, I guess. Okay. But it was a really different kind of recipe it didn't it used ginger but it didn't have like molasses or anything in it oh interesting it used um uh maple syrup instead and so i thought i'd try it out and and they were they were good they they weren't like the gingerbread cookies like i i really like so i have to yeah make those but they weren't too bad and you know the the cookies disappeared without any complaints so well that's good that is a <laughs> sign they turned out okay yeah now i'll, I'll be getting hungry here we're talking about cookies for ages yeah (laughs) my wife will make a bunch of different kinds but she waits till we get closer to christmas otherwise uh it it gets to be problematic (laughs) yeah if all december is just tons of cookies being made yeah yeah it's too much i get it (laughs) that's smart Uh, i'm kind of like the opening band for you know for her (laughs) yeah yeah i have a um really good Cinnabon, cinnamon, cinnabon, cinnamon roll, whatever mm. you want to call it, sticky bun recipe um, that I got from a family friend. And now my husband and I make it every Christmas Eve. And then you're, you basically pre-make it and then mm-hmm. leave it in the fridge and then you put it in the oven the next day. And they're the best sticky buns I've ever had. Um, and anyone who's tried them has been like A+. plus. Um, so that is something I will send mm-hmm. you to, not yes. to add to your December yes. baking list, but no, no, no. they're uh. pretty <laughs> outstanding. Um, and that is a new tradition that my husband and I started because, yeah. you know, you have your family traditions, mm-hmm. um, from like your nuclear family. And then once I got married, we we're like, well, what's our tradition? Cause we want to make some of our own. Mm-hmm. So now the sticky buns have made their way in. Great. Um, yeah, I, I love, I love those. And what you said about the other cookies, you, uh, you said a couple of things actually that they're good with coffee in the morning. So mm-hmm. 
I, I love that they're good with coffee and that you're eating cookies in the morning. I mean, <laughs> only in December, I promise. Okay. Because uh, uh, <laughs> otherwise, that is not sustainable. Right. Um, oh, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, there was one time I baked biscotti, and that is like breakfast cookie. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, it actually means twice baked, but in my head, biscotti translates to breakfast cookie. So, you know, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe not just in December, mostly in December, well, you can have yeah. well, there's, with coffee. See, there's Christmas in July. Yeah, see? So you can make biscotti then um, mm -hmm. and or these Christmas Spritz Quebec if you're so uh, determined. Both biscotti and Spritz Quebec take honestly equal amounts of time. So excellent. Choose your poison. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, we, we started when my wife and I got married, um, although this was like 20 plus years ago, we had that same kind of conversation. Well, you know, we've got fam traditions from both of our families. We should probably start some of our own too. And yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of odd to, you know, say that this is now a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of worked that way. Most Christmases I'll make uh, French toast for Christmas breakfast. Oh, nice. Uh, because we don't get enough sugar and junk food on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know? no. Yeah. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll sometimes make it with eggnog, which is really good. Oh, yum. Part of the fun is Christmas morning, having the, the griddle out and like flinging French toast across the room to my kids. And <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice. Dad's throwing food. We're not supposed <laughs> to do that. <laughs> that is really fun, actually. <laughs> uh, although they're, they're getting older now, but yeah, we're still going to be able to be together for Christmas and that's nice. We've, we've got uh, fun planned for him and all that. So, yeah. That's great. Well, do you have uh, any more traditions or uh, even like uh, Christmas memories that mean a lot to you? Well, I will say another thing my family and I did, um, probably starting when I was um, like 20 in college, um, is we started doing this pizza bake-off on mm -hmm. Christmas Eves. Um, and we would do like everyone makes their own pizza and it's like a competition because everything in my family is a competition. Mm -hmm. That's just a lifelong tradition. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we'll do these pizza bake-offs and, um, you know, like my sister will make the spicy pizza and I'll make the dessert pizza and stuff. So that happens when we're all together, when it, when we're not all together, there's not a pizza bake-off obviously. Um, but that's a big one that started happening over the last 10 years. Prior to that, we did White Elephant on Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. which is always really fun. And then I just have a lot of memories of, because I grew up in Sacramento and it's about an hour and a half drive from South Lake Tahoe. Um, so my parents and I would drive up and we'd like right once you get past uh, like Placerville, Placerville area and the snow was like starting to appear we'd just like pull off the side and they would have um those long rectangular plastic sleds and they'd tie a rope on the back of them and they'd like drag us around if there wasn't a hill or sometimes uh if they found like kind of like a backwoods drive they would attach it to our truck and then they'd like s drive really slow with the sleds dragging in the back and I just that was the best thing on earth to me as a kid was being in this sled and being <laughs> kind of like, it sounds bad, like dragged by this truck, but you know, you're like hanging on and it was really fun. And I'd be shouting like, go faster. And they're like, well, we can't really, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. Um, but that was yeah. really fun. And it felt, uh, I felt really lucky that I had access to snow, but that also, we could like leave it at the same time. So we could like go drop in be like, this is so fun. Now I'm really cold and we're going to go back down to Sacramento. Um, cause you're at sea level there. Um, yeah. so we really didn't get snow in Sacramento. Um, but that was nice having access to that though. I, as a kid, I was like, I want to live where there's snow. I want snow days. Now as an adult, I get why people are like, yeah, that's fun for a bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love snow myself and yeah. I you know I can remember as a kid waking up and oh it's snowed you know this is great we gotta yeah turn on the radio and see if school's canceled you know that oh. kind of thing and yeah 
there are so many movies about that. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, you don't have to go to school because there's too much snow and all you get to do is go play in the snow. Sounds like a dream, like a Christmas miracle or something. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, um, our our school will just send out a text message at like six in the morning. Nope, no school today. And wow. So it's it's kind of you kind of lose that anticipation of you know listening. Yeah, like waiting around, tuning in. I mean, it sounds like what I thought it was like, which sounds magical. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, at least that's my what my memory of it is. So yeah, yeah. As a kid, everything's kind of magical. So you never right. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you know, as as you get a little older, um, the, the snow does tend to start to lose its appeal, just because. Sure. The effort of it all. Shovel that now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids, hey, kid, go out there and shovel for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have the hot cocoa ready for you when you get in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I am still don't, I don't mind it so much. It's getting to the point where where we live, it will snow more heavily in, you know, January and February than in December. And, and by then, you know, all right, I'm ready for spring. Can we... Can we just yeah. move that up? <laughs> True. Yeah. But you know, it's always welcome. Always, always puts me in a Christmassy mood, no matter when it is. So. Yeah, that's nice. How about Christmas music? Uh, do you have any favorites you you just have to listen to? Yes, I am a big fan of the Dolly Parton Kenny Rogers album, uh, called I think it's Once Upon a Christmas. It's. I don't know, like my sister, my mom and I, we have the CDs, we have the vinyl album of it. It's like, I don't know, our holiday anthem is this whole album. Um, it's it's exceptional. I mean, what can I say? It's Dolly Parton, you know, mm-hmm. it, I don't really have to sell you on this. It's, no. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. um, but that one, especially when I hear it, it's like, sort of a movie where it's like instant reels of flashbacks of childhood and you know putting ornaments on the tree and like every song I have like a specific memory attached to like I don't know sitting wrapping presents and I don't know it it's really um a a time portal for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) more than anything um so that would be my Christmas music is that album specifically Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It, it was, it was funny for, for me, songs like, um, I, you know, the, the, the chipmunk Christmas song. Oh yeah. Instantly would transport me to childhood. But then a couple of years ago, you know, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't want to listen to the song anymore. <laughs> yeah. But as an adult really <laughs> kind yeah. of hits different. You're like, Oh, I can't. Like, yeah. Once this is it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, oh, you but, know what else I love is uh-huh. a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. I know that's a movie, but the music from it is mm-hmm. timeless. That opening sequence song. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol is yeah. honestly one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no argument here. That's that's in my top three or four for sure. It's so good. He's so good in that. Michael Caine. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like top tier acting in a Muppet movie. It's they don't they didn't even deserve him, but they lived up to it. It was great. Anyways. <laughs> I'm a big fan of a Christmas carol. I mean if you listen to some Classic. of my episodes I, I i always somehow manage to bring conversations back to it and <laughs> yeah i get it yeah and that that adaptation you know in spite of the muppets or maybe even because of them i don't know it just works I know. it really works it's both really yeah it's it's magic christmas magic yeah <laughs> in fact i'm due for a rewatch here one of the here pretty soon Uh-oh. So. <laughs> enjoy yep <laughs> My daughter was telling me this morning, she said, dad, we need to watch some more Christmas movies. Uh, and cause we haven't had t- time to watch too many of them this year. Yeah. And, and I said, well, uh, being that you have to go to school in about half an hour, it's probably yeah. not going to happen right now. <laughs> yeah. Not now. Not enough time. Well, uh, all right. Well, we, we've covered a lot of the basics here. We did. Uh, we've got, um, you got excellent taste in, in movies and music. Thank you so much. So do you. <laughs> and eggnog <laughs> yep yep so definitely i i feel like we've got a kindred spirit here <laughs> yes yeah big christmas fan what are you uh, looking forward to this year for christmas uh 
Do you have any plans? Yeah. So this year I'm spending Christmas with my husband's family, um, mm -hmm. who are amazing. I feel really lucky. Um, I know not everyone gets in, gets along with like they're married into family. Um, so I really lucked out cause they're so great. Um, mm -hmm. so we'll be in Dallas. Um, and my husband's family owns this ranch property, um, like an hour and a half outside of Dallas. So we'll go there for new year's and kind of have a cousin's Christmas, which is really fun. Um, and yeah, it's nice to, cause I'm in LA right now. Um, it's really nice to get out of LA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things about LA I really enjoy and then some not as much, um, and it feels really healthy to leave. So I'm excited to be in Dallas. It's really beautiful there driving through the neighborhoods. The lights are kind of extraordinary. Um, and then, yeah, getting to have part of Christmas be at a ranch where you're just like driving around in a truck looking at, looking at like deer and cows mm -hmm. and stuff is really nice. It's a good reprieve from uh, a big congested city. So I'm really looking forward to it. City can have its perks, I guess, but mm -hmm. every once in a while, it's good to get out and breathe fresh air. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it, it's nice. I, in my neighborhood, I can walk to a ton of restaurants and bars and cafes and the walkability of that is so great. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, also with that comes like crazy people walking around too. And you're like confronted by so much. You're like, ah, I just want to go buy bread from the grocery store. It's <laughs> so much. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to have for just a week be like, oh, look, a cow and like nothing else around. And that, that sounds really nice. <laughs> so I'm very excited. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We live in a rural town. Uh, and so when we want to go even to like, uh, you know, to a bookstore or something, we have to drive. Yeah. You know, 40 minutes to Council Bluffs or to Omaha, you know, and, and oh, yeah, I believe it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, and like you said, that's the pros and cons of yeah. certain things, right? Yeah. And and then we were at Walmart the other day. We have one that's closer to us that it, it's, you know, it's a smaller bunch of smaller towns. So it's never really packed. But we went to one in Council Bluffs, which is right next to Omaha, Nebraska. You know, it's, it's kind of a couple of big cities. And the place was just slammed. There were people oh, everywhere. And I we're bet. like, is this what it's like to live in a big city? I don't like it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is really, especially in December. If I go anywhere right now, there's so much traffic. There's always traffic in LA, but especially in December. Um, and the stores are nuts. So mm. you got a little taste of it. That is what it is like most of the time, but especially in December. Well, uh, but I, I really like Omaha though. It There's actually a, a little store there that's uh, like a, a British bakery and it's actually owned by someone from Britain. Oh, cute. So I, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll go there and, and try some other food or pastries yeah. or whatever. And, and it's just a really nice little, little place. So you, you can nice. find little touches of coziness even in a big city yeah oh that's so cozy do you watch great british bake show yeah yeah oh, the coziest yeah you can just throw it on the background really yeah yeah the first time we watched it just the the opening credits we're like drooling you know like oh <laughs> oh my gosh like oozing with charm and the food is so beautiful yeah whenever my wife or or i will try a new recipe you know we'll we'll always kind of make fun of the judges you know trying it out like, yeah. yes yes yeah it's yeah. dodgy yes <laughs> underbaked <laughs> exactly yeah uh katie tell us where you, we can find your movie and anything else you want to plug yeah thank you um so a vineyard christmas is out now you can stream it it is on paramount plus peacock prime video pluto tv freebie Zumo Play and Plex TV. And that's all um in the States. And then it actually just yesterday premiered in the UK on BBC Channel 5. But in the UK, it's called Mistletoe and Wine. And it airs in France on December 17th, I believe, also as Mistletoe and Wine, but in French, which I 
do not know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, my, my guess is probably a French person is not currently listening to this right now. But if you are, I apologize for not learning how to say my movie title in your native tongue. Um, but it is coming out uh, on um, some French channel. Should really <laughs> learn more information about that, but. <laughs> Uh, it, it's airing different places around the world, which is very exciting. Um, and then, yeah, if you forget any of that, you can just type into Google in your Christmas and I, you'll find it somewhere, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you can't find it, you're not trying. I mean, <laughs> yes, and you're not trying very hard. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got an Apple TV, you just use the um, talk to text or whatever. A vineyard Christmas. So mine always hears what I say differently. So maybe that's not very reliable. <laughs> now playing a why knows Christmas. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Always. Or someone starts talking while I'm doing it. Yeah. I will do that if, if one of my kids are talking to Alexa or something, I'll start talking yes. over them. It's like, dad, stop it. <laughs> so funny. Oh, every man. time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Katie, thanks for uh, coming on. and Yeah sharing with us your journey and all about Christmas. You're welcome back anytime. You've got an, another project thanks. coming out. I'd love to have you back. Oh, thanks. This was so fun and so cozy. All right. <laughs> you you heard it here. It's uh, We're officially cozy, folks. It's officially <laughs> cozy. Yeah. Well, you and your family have a Merry Christmas this year. Thank you. You too, Art. Thank you so much for listening to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. If you would like to help support the show, the best thing that you can do is to share it on your social media account, share it with a friend, leave us a rating and a review, because that really does help get the word out. I could not do this without you guys, and I appreciate it all so much. If you would like to help us out in a financial way, there are several options for you listed in the show notes. You can make a donation on ko-fi.com. And if you send me your address, I will send out a Christmas card with a bookmark or sticker as my way of saying thank you. There's also uh, some t-shirts, podcast merchandise, hand-painted ornaments I've done over the uh, this past year. And a special thank you to Karen and Angela, your support not just your financial support, but your encouragement, your positivity, your absolute joy over what I do here really helps keep the podcast moving and it keeps me inspired to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you and others who have given so generously this past year. Thank you. And until next time, let's remember to honor Christmas in our hearts and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.